0: Well, for our scripture reading, I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter five. I'll begin reading at verse thirteen to the end of the chapter. We're using a pew Bible that can be found on page one thousand one hundred fifty-seven. Galatians chapter five, beginning at verse thirteen.
1: This evening we will hear a sermon on the, the fruit of the spirit called peace. Let us now hear the word of God. For you were called to freedom, brothers only. Do not use your freedom
0: as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Thus, for the reading of God's Word, let's ask His blessing in a time of prayer. Almighty God and gracious Father, having heard the reading of Your Word, we pray that You would shower us with Your Spirit and Your blessing to learn what it means to walk in the Spirit and by the Spirit. We pray, O Lord, that You would produce in us a harvest, a rich and fruitful harvest of peace in our lives and in the life of Your church. We confess, Lord, that we believe in the Holy Spirit. And so we pray, O Lord, that your Holy Spirit would fall heavy upon our hearts and minds as we now hear the preaching of the Word. and That your name be glorified and Christ exalted. In your name we pray, amen. Congregation of Christ. We've looked at the fruit of the Spirit called love, and the fruit of the Spirit called joy. This evening, we consider the fruit of the Spirit called peace. And there are two kinds of peace. First, there's civil peace, and I briefly mentioned it this morning, in the sermon this morning. Civil peace is the absence of war, the absence of hostility among nations, or Hostility even within the family life. Peace within a marriage. There's no discord in society or in a family or among friends or governments. You remember calls back in the day, no no peace, no justice, no peace. You remember the call, peace in the Middle East? Seeking an end to hostility. An end to hostility. And that there would be an absence of war, an absence of discord in society. That's civil peace. What we're talking about tonight, the fruit of the Spirit called peace, we're talking about something different, but seeks to look for or try to propagate civil peace through the second definition, which is an inner spiritual peace. Created in us by God and His Spirit. In his book, Not the Way It's Supposed to Be, Plantinga says, Shalom, the Old Testament word for peace, means universal flourishing, wholeness, and delight. That's how God created the world in the beginning. And that is the world that is to come for the Christian, knowing wholeness, fullness of life delight, a flourishing, a universal flourishing in the new heavens and new earth. But in the meantime, on this side of glory, in the sorrows and sufferings of this world, we know an inner peace that comes from God. This evening, I want to look at three things. First, the origin of peace. The origin of peace. Peace at Romans chapter 15, verse 33, and chapter 16, verse 20, and also in Philippians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul speaks of God as being the God of peace. The God who is peace. God in Himself is peace. Remember, God is triune. He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three persons and one divine being. An essence. And within the triune God, there is perfect peace and harmony. And to know know peace, truly know peace, is to know who God is the God of peace,
1: who does not dwell in darkness but dwells in ineffable light, in perfection. In the triune God dwells perfect peace
0: within the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so therefore there is pure and holy communion with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirits. And our first parents, Adam and Eve, were created in righteousness and holiness. They were created in God's image. They were without sin and knew no sin.
1: They had perfect communion and peace with God, the one who created them in His image. The origin of peace begins
0: with God, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's why the Christian religion stands out from all other religions because of the triune nature of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that there's this this perfect peace within the three
1: persons. Yet one God. Our first parents knew God's peace at creation. However, in
0: Genesis chapter 3, sin entered the world and death through sin. Sin entered the world and therefore there was hostility. Hostility in creation. Hostility most... Importantly, between God and man, His creature, His image-bearer, were born in sin, born in Adam's sin, and therefore at enmity at hostility with God. Our minds are hostile to God, our hearts are hostile to God, and therefore we don't have peace of mind, we don't have peace in our hearts. We don't have inner peace because the relationship between God
1: and man has been severed due to the fall. That's the effects of sin in the life of human beings. There's no shalom. There's no shalom. Plantinga says God
0: hates sin not just because it violates His law, but more substantively, because it violates Shalom. It violates peace.
1: The peace that he created. Adam and Eve. To enjoy and delight in.
0: It breaks peace. It interferes with the way things are supposed to be. And he continues and says. Evil is any spoiling of shalom. Whether physically, morally, spiritually. Or otherwise. And so. Peace finds its origin in God. God creates man in his own image and his own likeness and creates him in holiness and righteousness in this peace,
1: and yet man falls into sin and no corruption. And the shalom of God is no more. And we see this even. Throughout Scripture, we see this even in our own lives. Friend, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. When you sense that God is far from you, I felt that way. I'm sure you felt that way. You don't feel peace. You don't feel like you're in
0: relationship with God sometimes, like He left you, but that's not the case for the Christian.
1: That's not the case for the Christian. This peace that God created Adam and Eve to enjoy and delight in
0: became corrupt because the sinful flesh and sinful desires began to manifest itself. And we see that in our passage in verse 18. These evil works of the flesh are enumerated by the Apostle Paul. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Why? Why do we seek after such things and other lists? other enumerated sins in Scripture. Why? Because like love and joy, that's what our hearts are attached to. We look for peace in everything but God.
1: That's who we are by nature. That's who we are by nature. Peace originates in God, dwells in God, and we run from God and His peace. And so like love and joy, peace comes from outside of us. But we by nature pursue inner peace through the desires of the will and the flesh. And sin,
0: original sin and actual sin, brings us at enmity or hostility with God. And
1: therefore we deserve God's just punishment and judgment and wrath. And so what's the only hope for mankind? What is the only hope for you and me? Our only
0: hope is the basis of our peace, and that is Jesus Christ. You see, this is why in the Bible, peace is often synonymous with salvation. When the apostles and prophets preached the peace of Christ to the nations, they were preaching the gospel of peace. The gospel of salvation.
1: Remember that. Peace is often synonymous with salvation. For the Christian. The basis of our peace is
0: Christ. Man cannot solve the hostility between God and man. We are at war with one another. We are at war with God. We are rebellious against God. And God... Places His judgment upon sinful man because He cannot look upon sin. He hates sin. And so there's this enmity, hostility. But God promised peace through the cross of His Son, Jesus. He promised peace and righteousness not through works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ as this chapter speaks of. We receive
1: peace, the peace of God through Jesus, who gives us freedom. Freedom from the law. Bondage to sin. is hostility to God.
0: But to be freed from your sin. To be freed from your misery. To be
1: freed from the curse of God. It's to know peace. As long as the law finds us guilty, we will never have peace and comfort in our souls and hearts. But God took care of the problem. Praise be to God, He took care of the problem. Praise be to God for His peace.
0: Praise be to God that He sent His Son Jesus, and by His sufferings He brought us peace. The cross of Christ is the way to God's favor and the bridge between God and man. The cross of our Lord Jesus heals the brokenhearted. He heals the wounded sinner. The cross of the Lord Jesus Christ brings hope, a sure and certain hope that we have peace with God in this life and in the life to come when there will be full redemption And complete wholeness. You think about all your sorrows and trials in this life. Oh Christian, don't you long for that peace that is to come. In the new heavens and new earth.
1: When the Lord takes you home. And you are made like him in the twinkling of an eye. To know complete wholeness. Yes, we know it now through Christ and faith in His name. But we, would know, we will know it and see it completely in the new heavens and new earth. Jesus and His cross bring peace. And this was foretold.
0: Isaiah says, but He, has, he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And by His wounds, we are
1: healed. to no longer be at enmity with God, to no longer be an
0: enemy of God, Christ laid down His life and bore God's wrath for us so that we become children of God, loved by God. Friends, this is the, the absolute significance of the cross of Jesus. This is the climax of human history. The climax of human history is the cross and resurrection of Christ. Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 to 22. Please turn with me in your Bible. Just a few letters after Galatians. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians.
1: Colossians chapter 1, beginning at verse 19.
0: stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. This is why Paul says he became a minister of reconciliation, and the calling of a minister of the Word of God is to proclaim the gospel of reconciliation between God and man through the cross of Jesus. And so the call is... Be reconciled
1: to God. Sinner, be reconciled to God. And know God's mercy and grace. You will be called a friend of God, a child of God, a child of the promise. This is the basis of our peace.
0: The cross of Christ. Because this precious blood shed on the cross effectually removes our sin and guilt. The blood of the cross effectually cleanses the guilty conscience.
1: You ever feel guilty for your sins? <laughs> yeah. And so we plead the blood of Christ. We
0: believe and have faith in the one who died. Who cleanses our
1: conscience. Our guilty conscience of dead, from dead works. The works of the flesh. The precious blood
0: of Christ removes our guilt and fear of eternal condemnation. So it is the blood of Christ that is the basis of our peace. The peace that is produced in our hearts by the Spirit of God.
1: The basis of our peace that assures us of forgiveness and mercy. The basis of our not guilty verdict before God the Father. Friends,
0: being in a state of God's grace brings immense peace. And wholeness to the soul in this life and in the life to come. Do you know that peace? Do you know this peace that passes all understanding? What is the basis of your peace, friend? What is the basis of your peace? One author writes, God who is the source of all peace and pleasure fills us with His peace on all sides even though a feeling vanishes. The bond of peace will never be broken because God never goes against His word. And just like I've been saying with love and joy, just because we feel like we don't have love, joy, or peace does not mean that that peace has left us.
1: It is embedded in us, maybe perhaps in seed form, but it is there because the Spirit is at work in His people. The world cannot give you inner peace. There are many, many religions and New Age movements
0: that try to promote a peace, but it is a counterfeit peace. Recently I was at a bookstore, a couple of them, and was astounded, astounded by how many self-help religious books
1: there are. And what is the essential goal? The goal is love,
0: joy, peace. Because just like love and joy, people are looking for peace in all the wrong places. And as a result, they encounter and embrace a counterfeit peace. A peace that flees at
1: times of trial and sorrow. Even secular psychology, for the
0: most part, says it's not your fault. If you have a guilty conscience, it's not your fault.
1: Try to get rid of it. Do away with it. Do not deal with it. They don't confront sin. They do not confront the enmity that is between God and man.
0: They teach people to cope With suffering through various means other than
1: the word of God. Well, not surprisingly. But that's how they roll. What do they do when sorrows and sea billows roll? What do you do? Whatever my law thou,
0: thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. What will you say
1: when sorrows like sea billows roll in your life? What do you do? What do you do when Satan attacks you from every
0: angle, attacks your family, attacks your marriage, attacks
1: your relationship, Attacks those whom you love most. Attacks your church family. What do you do? What do you look to?
0: How do you find peace in those moments? How do you know the shalom
1: of God? We look to the basis of our peace who is
0: Christ. Christ. Christ is all, Christ is all, this is my hope and prayer, more love to Thee,
1: O Christ. I love that hymn. Is that not your heart's desire, more love to Thee, O
0: God. Because when we love Christ more, we know more the peace of Christ and the peace which passes all understanding. That's why I said in the very beginning of this series, you want to know Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, so on and so forth.
1: You need to know the love. You need to know God's love in Christ. Jesus is the basis of our peace. And he brings that peace, the second person of the the Holy
0: Trinity, takes on human flesh and dwells among
1: sinners. Now follow me. And so in Jesus we have peace in the flesh. And He brings peace
0: on earth after His ascension. He's ascended to the right hand of the Father after His crucifixion and resurrection. Ascended to the right hand of the Father and He sends another Comforter. You know who that second comforter is, that second
1: helper, that second advocate? I was going to say advocate. Jesus says,
0: But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Jesus, through the Spirit, gives His people peace. Not as the world gives.
1: Because there's no basis of peace in the world to find. It's found in Christ. The origin of peace is in the triune God. The basis of our
0: peace is in the cross, the blessed cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now we have the life of peace in the, spirit, in the Spirit. The life of peace in the spirits. To know the peace of God and to pursue peace with one another is to walk in the Spirit and to walk by the Spirit. Because the fruit of the Spirit is in the context of one another too. Love your neighbor as yourself. So it's not only an inner peace, but it is a peace that is practice corporally within the church of Jesus Christ. And so first, to live by the Spirit, to live a life of peace in the Spirit is the first believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and trust
1: that He is producing in you a peace, a peace and a new capacity to live at peace with God. He's granted you a new status before God. You are found
0: not guilty. You are His because of Christ and His cross. But you also have been granted by the Spirit, this fruit of the Spirit, peace, with a new capacity to live at peace with God. This means that we have access to the Father through faith in His name. This, way, this means that we can come before Him without fear of judgment and wrath. That we can approach His throne of grace and seek His mercy. And so you want to know a characteristic of peace in a Christian's life? See how they face their sins. See how they face their trials and their sufferings. See how they face times when their loved ones are going astray in
1: sin. Watch a Christian live in peace. The peace of the spirits. Christian, there is no hostility between you and God. This, draw, this creates in us by the Spirit a full confidence
0: of faith, believing that He accepts us in His Son. And God is producing this, producing a harvest of this peace,
1: knowing that we can come before our Father, accepted by Him, loved by Him, led by Him. Life of peace in the Spirit also
0: is the Spirit producing peace in our hearts and a new capacity to live at peace with one another. Peace is the fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Inner peace produced in our hearts, but this peace is shared among fellow believers. What does
1: this look like? What does this look like? Look with me in Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 beginning at verse 13. Paul here speaks of the Jews and the Gentiles becoming one in Christ. At
0: verse 13... But now, in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off, that is, those Gentiles who are away from the covenant promises of God, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For He Himself is our peace. He's the basis of our peace. Who has made us both one as has broken down in His flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, His people, Jew and Gentile, making them one body through His flesh, through the flesh of Jesus Christ and His cross. And so therefore we're called as a Christian community to love one another. How? As it relates to the peace that we're talking about, to live at peace with one another. Strive to live at peace with one another. This is why he warns us at verse 15, but if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Why? Because there will be discord and division and disunity. There will be no shalom. This is why he says at verse 26, let us also let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Why? Because it breaks the shalom of God among the people of God.
1: Be peacemakers. Jesus teaches us this in the Beatitudes. Blessed are the peacemakers. Matthew 5 verse 9. This is why. This is why. We need to take
0: seriously as a community of faith the command to love one another because we are called by God. God is working in our hearts so that the shalom of God is present here. What do people see when they come to Emmanuel? Do they see the peace of God and do they see therefore the God of peace? Do they see the peace of God in the people's hearts because it comes from the God
1: of peace? Or do they see division and discord over issues that are just flat out ridiculous? Strive to be at peace with one another. But this inner peace that is expressed among the
0: community faith also should be exercised among our neighbor as well. And this is where a striving for civil peace comes into play. It is the Christian's calling to pursue peace, not only with our brothers and sisters in the Lord, but also with our neighbors. And in doing so, we reflect as the community of faith in Christ, the holy gospel of reconciliation, beginning in our homes, in our churches, in our relationships, and yes, even seeking peace in the world Paul says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably among all.
1: Among all. Now you and I as Christians cannot change the way a person thinks or
0: what a person does. We can pursue peace with the world. Someone who is not a believer. We are called to do
1: what we can to strive for that peace with an unbeliever. That's why Paul says, so far as it depends on you. But we can't force anyone to strive for that peace, can we? Inner peace of the Spirit to create a desire to pursue civil peace with our neighbor. If possible,
0: so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Be peacemakers and peacekeepers. Proverbs 12, verse 20 says, There is deceit in the hearts of those who plot evil, but joy for those who promote peace. Proverbs 14, verse 30, A heart at peace gives life to the body, But envy rots the bones. See the parallel between what Paul says and what the Proverbs says. Don't envy one another. Why? Because it rots the bones. It rots the church. The visible church. But a heart at peace brings life to the body. I want to ask you friends, is there peace in your home this day? Is there peace in your home? If there is no peace, then... Perhaps there's unrepentant sin. Perhaps you need to do some soul searching. Perhaps there's a lack of love in the home. Boys and girls, God commands you to honor your father and mother, to obey your father and mother, those in authority over you.
1: Why? Because of shalom, shalom in the home, peace in the home. When your parents are dishonored, when there's hostility, when there's
0: enmity, when there's a grievance between parents and children, there is discord and disunity in
1: the home. There is no peace in the home. Is there peace in your marriage? Men, maybe you need to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I was wrong. Wives, maybe you need to say, sorry, please forgive me. There needs to be reconciliation. Lord, tear down the pride of my hearts, So that I may live
0: out the gospel in my life with a whole heart committed to you. May your Spirit work this fruit of peace in my heart so that the gospel of reconciliation is manifested, shown, and seen, and experienced, and known
1: in the home with my wife and children and my relationships. I want to conclude with this. The life of peace in the Spirit means that Because we have this inner peace in us. We should have this desire to point
0: people to the peace that we have and enjoy and know know in Christ. As I said, people are living in counterfeit peace.
1: Bleeding peace. People are hurting. Yes, a result of sin Yes, a result
0: of various things in their lives. But we have the gospel of reconciliation. The gospel of peace. Planted in us by the Spirit of God. And what a joy it is to communicate this peace to those who don't know the peace of God in Christ.
1: To call people to be reconciled with God. Worldly and carnal peace is a false hope, a false peace that is not
0: born of God but born of men. They look for peace and pleasure and try to find it in themselves or outside of themselves in all the wrong places. The only way to find it is in Christ. And friends, Christian, you have the peace of God in Christ in your hearts.
1: Share that peace with your neighbor. That is the greatest way we can love our neighbor by sharing
0: the peace, of recon- the peace of God, the reconciliation of God through Jesus
1: Christ. Turn with me in your hymn book to 476. I've said this before, hymns are great
0: prayers. They're not only songs to be sung in worship or in worship in the home, but they make great prayers. If you find yourself struggling with words
1: to pray to God, open the Psalter, open the Psalms, open your hymn book. when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like
0: sea billows roll, whatever my lot, that is, whatever Lord you bring my way in your providence, in your sovereignty,
1: whatever comes my way, Thou hast taught me to say it is well, it is well with my soul. This is a work of the Spirit that has taught
0: you to say it is well, is it not? Is it not the Spirit who taught you to say it is well with my soul, that I have peace with
1: God no matter my lot? Because if you know anything about this hymn, this man suffered greatly. He lost most of his children when his
0: wife was on a ship to England and the ship sank. And only his wife, and I think maybe one child, survived. And a number of his daughters died and perished. And his his business was burned in the Chicago fire. He knew the dark providence of God, and yet he was able to pen by the grace of God the peace that he had in his heart because of God's love for him. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed His own blood for my soul. Peace, through the basis of our peace, the shed blood of Jesus. My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord,
1: praise the Lord, oh my soul. Peace, peace. That your sins are not
0: counted against you. That all your sins, as far as the east is from the west, forgiven. Why?
1: Because they are nailed to the cross. Praise the Lord. O Lord, haste the day
0: when my faith shall become sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend Even soul, it is well with my soul. In fact, it's going to be great with your soul. (laughs) Because we'll know peace. We'll see peace face to face. In In fact, we'll see peace in the new heavens and new earth where our Lord God will reign forevermore. And there will be no more sin or darkness or sadness or suffering. There will be complete shalom. Because what was done in the garden is undone in Jesus. And redemption, full and free, will be accomplished in the consummation of all things. And we will know the love, joy, and peace in its fullest. And experience it in its
1: fullest in the new heavens and new earth. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we give praise and thanks to you
0: that You shower upon us Your peace which passes all understanding, that even in sorrows and suffering, even, O Lord, in our battle against sin, that we can come before You in confidence, claiming the blood of Jesus. By the power of Your Spirit, we can call upon Your name and know, O Lord, that we are forgiven and free. And that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ our Lord. O oh, Lord God, may this
1: peace dwell in us richly. May we, O oh Lord, walk in this peace. And live out this
0: peace in the Spirit. And by the Spirit. Trusting in the Spirit. To produce this great spiritual harvest of love, joy, and peace in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name.